magical stuff. Got All it, right, got so it. brining, go ahead. So, so brining, brining. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you already know what we're gonna hey, do. Hey, you already know. So, uh, brine. So I was where we were going off of, uh, offline was uh, talking about the different style of cooking and and there's marinating and then there's brining. And what I what I was asking Ryan was, I, I believe brining is when you it's kind of like you have salt water or whatever the flavor is and, and you let the meat sit into the salt water for a while until it soaks into the meat. Is that is that correct? Yeah, I am to understand that is the method. Yes. I mean, I and I get it. I get like because you know I'm more of a person that like I, I like the things to be simple, right? Like, why do we need to have nine different dares, right? Because I'm like, so what's the difference between that and marinating? And from my understanding, marinating now you're adding the oil in there. Marinate is usually oil based. Yeah, that is an interesting question. Um, I would think brining, at least to my understanding and knowledge, uh, brining not only imparts like flavor, like for for chicken, for instance. Like there's uh, people that have the belief that they are to brine. Like for instance, like Chick Fil A, this mm-hmm. company that is known for their chicken. Um, sandwiches i'm to understand that they do a pickle brine on their breast or their meat Mm. so which is very smart for a lot of different reasons but that imparts you know uh, a flavor profile to them and it it, it does a lot of other things like this is why brining is usually more associated with turkey around thanksgiving a lot of people do the brine shit like that but um also brining is a, a technique that you would utilize also in the method of smoking meats um, or, or smoking, you know, like a uh, fish or seafood or poultry or seafood like that as well. Uh, brining is a very, um, common method. So it, it seems like it serves a lot of purposes. Uh, it's a good, I think it's a good technique to practice and just kind of understand. Mm-hmm. Um, because I, I'm of the belief that it does impart, uh, a very, uh, nice flavor profile into things, especially poultry because poultry, is more of a milder, you know, flavor profile in my opinion. It's it's a nice canvas for a lot of things you can do to it. Um, but I think that helps the meat itself. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because uh, the only reason I was on YouTube and it was showing me the difference between like it was it, it showed like what the meat looks like when it's brined and when it's not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, like like it looks. I don't know. It looks more rounder and complete than like layered in a weird way. And I was like, I didn't never knew that. Mm. So these are those are those things that like I guess it was showing the difference in in like the cooking of brining and I don't know if it was marinating, but whatever. Yeah, yeah. There's a it's an interesting read. Um they yeah, marinating is at, at least how I understand it now, it's just a little more looser, you know. It's just not brining. Because brining is fully submerged in water. I think with marinating it's more dry spice or wet spice. Uh, dependent and then um and can be raw ingredients also kind of in there as well um when you brought when you uh brine you don't put raw ingredients uh you can you can okay um i usually do not yeah i'm more of a dry spice person i feel like i've probably done a mixture of both not knowing so what happened is I, I would put like oil, right? And then I was like, one recipe was asking for a certain amount of oil and I it didn't it didn't make it didn't fit, right? I was like, it's not enough oil. 
So I just put water in there and then I'll put like dry spices in there, but then I'll put like fresh garlic in there. Mm-hmm. And, and then like just say thyme, even though I think for me, thyme is not my favorite, but put thyme, you know, and let that just sit overnight or a day mm. uh, for a certain chicken that I would use in my, my air fryer, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And then no, I mean, it makes often, sense. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and then how I used to do it too, every so often in the air fryer. What I'll do is like just say you're you're doing quarter legs or whatever, right? I would uh open it up every nine minutes and then put the the rest of the the marinator sauce on top of it, so it's like basting it in a way, mm. but it stays juicy and then like the, the flavors on there. <laughs> I that was just things that I I took guesses on. I I really I don't know if I know how to cook or I'm just good at guesstimating shit. It could be inherent. I mean, you know, it's like anything else. It's almost like it, you could have been a, a a great chef in your former life. And it's just, <laughs> it's in you. Because instinctually, I mean, because you could approach it as a technician and be well, well read and, you know, very repetitive. Or you could just be a natural, like, oh, no, I just have a knack for putting it together and feeling it out. I don't know if it's good or not, but I it's edible and I could wing it together that, that's something i didn't realize you know especially for as long as i've cooked now mm-hmm. you forget that a lot of people don't do this like most people don't mm-hmm. so i was like oh that's interesting so my understanding yeah. of food is so foreign to the everyday person i guess and it's just trying to understand the gap and you know just and, and i'm fortunate to to cook i guess no, like, like, so it's, it's like, uh, I get what you're saying on it too, because like a lot of people don't they either do, um, packaged meals or something that's pre-made, right? Mm-hmm. Box meals or whatever, um, and that's fine, right? Yeah. It, it, like, it's, it's one of these things that I can go into even music. What is, what is making music? What if you don't play every instrument? Are you still making music, right? It could be going to cooking as well, because uh, there's times where I use the air fryer. I used the air fryer for tonight for the salmon, which came out pre-fire. And to be honest with you, all I usually do when I look up a recipe, I don't even care what they put in it. I just look at the time. Mm-hmm. I just want to know the estimation of time. And I'm like, okay, timing. And then I see their time, and I give them my own time to it, where I'm like, mm, in between. I always do, so if they say between 8 to 10 minutes, I do 9. <laughs> or 8 to 12 minutes, I'll do I'll do like 9.5 or something like that. Uh, you know, you are an experienced ramen cook. <laughs> ramen cooks understand that. I don't want oh, my it, shit mashed potatoes. Motherfucker, I want this shit oh, crispy. Yeah, Three like, top, minutes. Top ramen. <laughs> top ramen. Yeah, I think that's probably where I learned. Yeah, like, that's oh, where everybody, that's awesome. where I learned it. I was like, okay, yeah. I can figure out how I like my shit now. Yeah, I'm like, nah, I'm going to do this, right? <laughs> so that's all I, I, I would do is like, well, I don't want it to be dry, so I'd rather err on the caution of less dry or less cooked because you can always do it longer do it longer yes yeah, true i'm saying but when you cook overcook it you can't mm-hmm. and all of a sudden someone's putting the, you know random shit on your food to make it more moist like hey what are you doing with this ketchup oh don't worry about it you know <laughs> so that is interesting of- is ketchup supposed to be a, a tool to help things make juicier because I, I love ketchup and i would do that with everything that's why i'm kind of like i don't give a fuck i'll eat well done steak i'm like with ketchup it's a killer <laughs> like, this yeah, is like, it's funny you say it, like i i eat breakfast like eggs by itself is is like it kind of blah to me but i have to put like on breakfast i have to put ketchup on top of it it's it good it. man that's good 
you know, just like like uh, like when I was younger, I was like, oh, I can't believe my eggs went into the the syrup. Now I'm like, okay, go ahead, yeah. intermingle. Yeah, Inter- uh, interracial relationships right there. Go ahead, intermingle yeah. syrup and eggs. I like it. Um, but I was gonna say, yeah. So I usually do that. Like my whole thing really is like I got the ideas of maybe because I did some things in cooking. I was like, I got the ideas of what I like and what works so far on certain things. And all, all it is is just timing for me right now. So, okay, this works. Repeat it. Or can you add this on? Well, this doesn't work too good on chicken. But this works better on beef. And that's all I really do. It's like, oh, timing. I worry about the time before anything else. Because flavor, I feel like I, I'll, I'll figure that out. You know? Yeah. Timing is everything, as they say. Dude, timing and, and, and brining. You know? Timing, brining. Right? Come right, on, <laughs> let that let that shit sink in. And so, oh man, timing and brining, um, man. Yeah, uh, so like, like the broccolini, I just guessed. I literally was like, "All right, I'm just gonna. This is what I know. I'm gonna see how to do it." You know, I mean, one of two things are true, or both. It's either cooking is hella easy, or certain people just have a knack for it and don't realize it, or don't dabble into it because to cook it is a it is a chore it is it is something that does take time even if you do it quick it still takes time and it it takes a significant part of the day if not your life so it's kind of like in the approach and the methodologies and as you build and you consciously try to become you know more aware of your skills or or build your skill set uh you know i think it only improves you know the outlook of food and um, I encourage everybody to get into the game. It's fucking yeah, if it wasn't for like the the after clean stuff, of course, you know, and sometimes <laughs> the, the therapeutic part of cooking. But it's what do you say about like the cooking and and all this stuff? Because like literally today, I was like, um, I I was I, when I went and got the food, and I was like seventy dollars for this, and I gotta cook it. And I gotta cook it, you know, like that's true. Why, why some people eat? I was like, okay, fine, twenty five dollars. I don't have to cook and worry about the mess, even though it's like expensive. But it's like, I'm like, I just spent seventy five dollars, and I gotta cook it, and I gotta figure out how to make it stretch. <laughs> but you can you know, do a lot. You can do a lot with it. You can do a lot with it. Yeah. That's yeah. what's crazy too, because in in theory, it is strange because you you get a grocery haul. Usually, you're not grocery hauling for like one meal one night, but when you get the the price first you're like oh that's i could just ate out and then yeah. you realize you're like well it is day four and i'm still living off of that you know 70 dollar purchase no well yeah sometimes sometimes like, see i like my the salmon like like i literally because i add them put it in two pieces right and so i was like i'm eating it and i'm like it was so good i was gonna try to eat the second one that i had i was like nope just say that for something tomorrow uh, see, you know, there you go. Tomorrow. Save it for lunch tomorrow because you you just spent like you know a certain amount of that control. Yeah, but I I I devoured my broccoli. That's good. That's good. That's why people eat that with like uh two cups of rice. <laughs> but broccoli or no, just that dish because you yeah, had like, yeah, just yeah, seven yeah. broccoli. So you're like, yeah, dude, I was out hungry. You are missing uh, elements that people put on there that would fill the meal out. <laughs> yeah, fill the meal out. Yeah, like, hey, here's rice. Why? Because it's because it, it's stretch. You know. Yeah, yeah. Rice is a filler. 
And but, boy, is it good. Yeah. Like I said, I mean, I think it's, you know, I'm, I'm of the methodology and theory and, and culture type where it's like, I think food should be spent more. Culturally, that's not it, obviously. But it, it, it only makes sense to know the most and spend the most on what you put inside your body instead yeah. of outside your body, in my opinion. <laughs> oh, yeah. You're talking funny. about like, you know, hey, $3,000 Gucci bag. That is strange. Like yeah, you said, yeah. like nobody blinks an eye, but then, you know, uh, then it comes to food. No, nah, man, that, that shit's expensive as fuck. Like, what? No, it's, <laughs> it's, kind of, it's kind of funny you say it because, like, my my old bitter self is like, I, I see some women that are like holistic, right? Okay. We all holistic with plastic surgery. <laughs> Not, I mean, two, two of the things can, can be the same, but it's all like natural. I'm going to do this. Mm-hmm. The inner self, get away the demons with sage. Oh, you know, holy, and I'm like, you do all that stuff, and you're a health nut, but then you inject foreign things into your body. Uh, walking contradictories, we are, man. We all, we all are, but I know. Yeah, but focus on what they put in, and they're like, literally, like I'm like, you know, okay, all right, like butter. What is butter? What does it come from? Be careful on it because it's like a lot of fat and whatever. But that fat adds this like richness to food, mm-hmm. you know. And, and when you have it on there, you're like, ooh, you feel it. And it's like, ah, give me that butter. So right? good. Butter is just. Milk, Ugh. you know, like, like you have milk, but then you have cream, which is different, which is pretty much the same thing. It's less, I want to say, I could be wrong. Milk, milk and cream are the same. Just cream just has more fat into the context. I think so. Something like that. I'm not too much of a. Um, like, think, like see how much like a cream like you get like you can get a small thing of cream and like things are just richer while if you did milk right you have to add other things to thicken it up or make sure it doesn't um mm-hmm. I guess separate is what you say because like I, I curdle right mm-hmm. curdle curdle yeah yeah curdle both both products but yeah both yeah for sure yeah yeah if you're gonna do cream you have to it's thicker so you cook it at a lower temperature mm-hmm. I mean depending you can bring it up to a boil and lower it back down to simmer yeah, you just gotta keep an eye on it. It'll boil over yeah. on you, folks. Don't yeah. do it. Yeah, don't don't do it. Don't do it. Yeah, cream is uh, cream is great though. I love rich food. You know, rich tasting food only because I ate a lot of preservatives when I was younger. Obviously, fast food generation yeah. ramen boys. You know what I'm saying? Like wow. that's just the, the ramen boys, right? Yeah, we got, man. We got, we got the store in the capital. The ramen Come boys. On, the ramen boys, man. Come on. That's I was baffled when I first seen it. It was at at our at butler at our elementary school i remember seeing i don't know who had it i'm pretty sure more than one person but it was just a bag with uncooked ramen and seasoning and i was my mind was blown i was like hey that's like ramen but it's not cooked and he's eating it not cooked i was like i tried it (laughs) i tried and i was like this is terrible I was like, no, and then and then remember the fear of eating raw ramen that will expand into your stomach. I didn't learn that till like years later. Really, years later, I didn't know that. Yeah, I remember I people were saying that they're like, it, like how people get sick because it will expand in your stomach, and I thought I was just like, whatever, uh-huh. you know. I guess I'll just expand in my stomach. But then when I ate it, I was like, this is kind of whack. I, I liked <laughs> I it. Remember. I liked it because it's crunchy, and I was like, I love oh. the crunch. But then what's even more crazy is if you put the packet in there, because the packet is a thousand percent MSG, yes. which is, don't get me wrong, I love MSG. Oh, that's but probably why I have the issues I have right now. That's, that's what I'm thinking, because we was eating that like, it, obviously right. the packet did not match the amount of noodles, so people would put the whole packet in the motherfucker, 
and it would be yeah. like Cheeto dust and then five Cheetos, and we'd just be eating it like that. Like, oh yeah, that's where I think we make fun Cheeto of the Cheeto kids, but we over here ramen people like ramen figures, bro. Yeah. Come on, man. I mean, we were Cheeto kids too. Wait, wasn't we were, we were. Cheeto- it was just a later game but, in that but regard. Kids like, now kids are now like that because we did Cheetos, but we didn't have iPhones where we're touching it. And people were like, look at the Cheeto finger, be mad at. We didn't do all that. We'd just be hooping. (laughs) It might have been on a basketball or a controller. Yeah, exactly. White Nike Nike shorts. (laughs) Uh, Let me get that right. Like, like, luckily, I had three pair. Of course. Three pairs underneath uh, the jeans. You know what I'm saying? It's funny because, like, I remember it it wasn't until my friend's mom got rid of it. And she's like, no, ramen's bad for you because of sodium. Stop oh. eating. We used to eat like two packets a day or something like that, not knowing. Um, but I remember we there was, we we came up with different ideas, or I don't know who gave it. it. Was like so. There's there was a style that I would do. Like I would either do, I would do like you can make it really the thick noodles by cooking it longer and make it really thick. Some people made the ramen hella hella watery, so it was like okay, hella hella ramen sauce or whatever, right? I was the one. I was like, nope. I went into ramen and let just the water just sit just slightly above where it boils and it's like more concentrated but not hella hella thick. And then my friends were like, ooh, no, you got to try something different. I was like, what? Stir fry. And I was like, what? What is that? You boil the water, you boil the ramen noodle, then you do the spaghetti style, take it out, put it back into the pan, put the salt into it, and then stir it like that where it's just a dry noodle. Yeah, that was actually pretty fire. I think they call that garlic noodle now. <laughs> <laughs> no, all I know is that packet had a hell of fucking hell of salt, bro. I hell of powder mm-hmm. up in that. <laughs> that wasn't good, but I mean, yeah, that's 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 why a lot of those. I think the way you know what you were talking about, like understanding timing and the preference and those merging mm-hmm. together when you cook, because the more you do something, the more you're like, all right. I, this is the only thing I don't like about it. How do I not do this? Oh, just take it out re- earlier. Oh, shit. Yeah. What? This is a whole different product. And then it changes like, from there. And then you go into little details and shit. Oh, only do like half the packet. But then you sprinkle on the extra if you need it. Or half the packet when you cook it in the soup. But then the other half, you do it dry. Like, oh, shit. Like, <laughs> you know, then bro. it becomes this whole creative process. And that's. What's cool about it's, you know food at the end of the day? It is everybody has their own methodology and process. No, it we really hard. did because because we say that I thought of couple noodles right, and I always hated couple noodles because when they made couple noodles, most of the time people made it and it was like super dry noodle right, and so I started to do it. And then if you did it too high, then the, the water will fall out. So I used to do just like a centimeter above the water, right? But if it said if it said to cook for three minutes, I did it for three three minutes and thirty seconds. So the noodles were softer. Ah. Yeah. And sometimes I'll do that and then let it sit, open it up, see how it was, and let it sit and let it just sit into the the water until like it got softer. Because I hated the I hated the extra dry couple noodle, you know. That's crazy. I, I like the, it dry. I like it al dente. It's weird because some things I do. That particular thing I didn't. You know, I, I just started to really uh, like some t- depending on I'm like I'm starting to like al dente noodles when done properly, like not too hard, where it's like, but like it's there's a there's a part in between where it's soft 
and and stern in a way. <laughs> kind of stern. All yeah. these stern. So it was like, okay. That's there. That's where it's at. There is. There's a. Yeah. It's, it's it's a line for sure. It's a line. Yeah, and even pasta cooking, you like like it's all nuance. I've been doing deep dives into some of some cooking stuff the last couple of days. Just on my cooking tip, mm-hmm. and it's just the nuances of stuff. And I can't stress methodology. I'm like, yeah, that's it. Methodology is everything. Like the only reason why you go to a restaurant to work is to learn the methodology of uh, how to make something, preparation. That's all you're really picking up and learning. You know, through the visionary of the person that put that together, their methodology and their product is this renowned or not. You go there and you pick up those nuances and techniques and you build along the way. And then, um, then you have a repertoire of techniques, some you've lost or forgot. That's why it's good to, you know, cook all the time to refresh stuff and tweak things and stay sharp as they say. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah, for sure. Skills um, for life. Skills for life. Oh, skills for life. And then you just adjust and you just like, oh, like, cause for, for real, I mean, I thought it was a joke when I was younger. Be like, uh, you know, if you don't use it, you lose it. And it's kind of true. Like, it's because it's repetition. You remember it. You know, you don't have to remember how to breathe. You used to do it, right? But it's like once you start doing something long enough, you, you it's stuck. It's ingraining you. But if you haven't done it, if you do it once every six months, you're going to forget, man. You're going to forget how to do that. So sometimes you're gonna forget how to cook certain things a certain way. When to when to plan to put the butter into the thing. Because what I've started to learn for me is like depending on the heat and whatnot and the pan too. Sometimes I've learned if you put the butter in too soon, then it like burns. Or that's browns. Also, yeah, that's what I mean. Okay, sorry, it turns it, yeah, it browns. Right. Or burn it definitely burns too. There's definitely burn yeah. thing, but there's also ways to manipulate that to make it good somehow too. It's like, whoa. Oh yeah, it's, it's unique. Like, like you're like you're saying, like so I I cooked this steak and I was like, why is my my butter brown? Mm. Now the steak is brown, but it's like, why is this going on? It's like browner. I thought I was looking like like some people have it more clear, and I was like, oh, because I'm putting it in to not at the end, I'm putting it in like middle, like mm. like let's just say it's a if it's if it's not the end of it, let's just say it's like sixty percent, <laughs> a little too soon, and it's like, oh okay, just like. For me, I'll do if I'm doing a steak and I put the garlic in there. Depending on sometimes I'll smash the garlic and then throw it in there, and then cook it at the end. But I also kind of like that garlic chip thing, so it's trying to figure out where I put that in. So I might have to just do the garlic first and then the butter in after that. You know, butter. At least to my understanding, butter burns straight up because there's still milk solids in there. So mm-hmm. the milk solids, kind of what we were talking about with the, uh, you know, like cooking cream or milk then it'll mm-hmm. curdle up or it'll um, even burn on the bottom you know of a, of a pot you mm-hmm. know kind of like that so essentially with butter because it, it's it's like uh, there's the butter portion and then there's the milk portion and the milk portion will burn but what they do in restaurants is the clarified butter stuff so they'll yes. separate the milk solids with the thing so when you see steaks and it's all like that. A lot of people do the clarified steak thing because you could cook it at a higher temperature because it doesn't smoke and it doesn't burn. Um, mm. Very interesting. Uh, and that cloth is the byproduct of that. Yeah. yeah. And Roger's some guy, he's like, get you some cloth fire bottle. That's how I sound like, what does it say <laughs> like that? Cloth fire bottle. So yeah, sometimes I did a little bit butter. of clarified butter and regular butter. Clarified butter definitely, at least the one I had was like, gave it a different taste to it. Mm-hmm. Just like I was doing for a while, um, 
at the end of certain foods, I was adding in uh, truffle oil. Oh, truffles are just very, dude, which is like so pungent, like it's a very powerful taste to it. You it's know? special, like, man. It's special. Yeah, it's it. I, I like whoever's fragrant. listening. It's very fragrant. At the same time, depending on how you like it, just be careful because it can be very powerful. Mm-hmm. It's a, I feel like it's a very powerful uh, oil and scent. Not like a stinky way. It's just more of like you put it on and it can strong. overpower whatever. Strong, you know? strong, dude. Is it, isn't that where like certain finite. things? Isn't it funny how certain things can overpower whatever it is? Like, like cumin or just like, like cumin. Cumin, you put a little <laughs> bit of cumin. You put too much cumin into something. Pause, right? Yeah, you keep then on coming into something. Yeah, you keep on. Yeah, you. Then it just overpowers the dish. And cumin has a kind of a funky taste, uh, smell to it, too, when you put too much. It's With like the, the difference between my, Mexican food and, like, Indian food. or It, it, it literally food. is, man. Because you're like, okay, what's Middle Eastern food? Like, heavily seasoned Mexican food. Like, what? <laughs> That's it? Yeah. You just add that? And then it is. It's very similar in, in the idea. Because you're like, yeah, one is just like, oh, this is cumin. This is Mexican mm-hmm. for sure. And then, ooh, yep, that's Indian. <laughs> like, yeah. Is that just what you how do. much cumin you add? Is that what all of it is? Yeah, I mean, it's, like, it's, oh, more, more, it's funny. More cumin. It's like, it's like, I'm like, oh, okay, well, so what's Cajun food usually? What's Cajun? Oh, more salt, more paprika, more chili powder. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, yeah. you might have some garlic in there. It's like, that's like, oh, okay. The paprika gives it the color, you know? You know what I found interesting? There's a classic uh, Holy Trinity uh of vegetables that is uh known in the cooking world is the the carrot onion and celery right that is like the holy trinity that's weird because i hate all three of those no i know i like onion (laughs) but the carrot and celery the sniper me (laughs) (laughs) the the celery conglomerate the carrot Celery and onion. Let me get some water. Oh, oh yeah, no, you good, you good. Good. Oh, they got you. They got you. <laughs> got me, dog. They got me. Uh, they got you. Okay. All right. Got some water. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, like, in some Cajun food, carrots. Put the put the celery and carrots in there and whatever, and I'm just like. Or maybe not carrots, but the celery, and I'm like, I just never intrigued me. Like, celery. Every time it's food, like the celery, it was like, what? You never ate like celery or peanut butter? I do. I like that separate. But when I'm oh, talking about when it's cooking, in cooking, ah, uh, yeah, 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 in cooking, I'm like, yeah, get yeah, this yeah. shit. Because half the time, I feel like it's <laughs> not. This is why, because I don't like the celery. Most of the time, when people cook it, the celery is still hard. And not soft, oh, so I don't okay. let it. Like, you saying you still get that crunch. So if it's if it's mixed together and it's soft and it's okay, but then like even then I don't I don't know what it does. I can't really tell, but I'm I'm gonna say this in all fairness in most food, if it's in there is in there for a reason. Like I'm starting to see. For me, parsley. For some odd reason, soft softens. I feel like the salt onto things that can be weird for saying that like parsley is a weird so like okay like you, you talk about how uh how salt brings out flavors 
Well, you add salt and then you add like green onions, then all of a sudden the the green onions is hella powerful. Green onions on something really brings out a different kick out of things. Paired with salt, it really brings out a kick of of certain stuff. It's weird, right? But then when I put parsley on the something for the coloring, and maybe it could be dry or whatever, or if it's fresh, it feels like it softens the salt intake blow. It's like weird. Like I, I, I might whoever listening might be you know smoking some marijuana or whatever, but that's what I feel. <laughs> it's dude. All you know is your experience, bro. This is we're all trying to compute. Anybody yeah. who thinks they know shit, like yeah, I'm, we're just I'm just talking about my experience of what I've seen. I think everybody has something. Yeah, there's some trends and shit like that. I mean, you can make an argument for that. I can't say for sure. I know parsley is one of those things. Like we were talking about mint off camera. They have like they're underutilized or they're looked at as such a throwaway herb. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like parsley's like, oh, that's what you put whole leaf on top of stuff or you put it underneath to present or you chop it up and it's just for color. It doesn't really do much. Um, same thing with mint. Mint's usually like, oh, let me get the small leaf and then that'll be my garnish. Um, or, you know, let me chiffonade it and then let me do like a little garnish. But it's not something super utilized, only in like mint chocolate chip ice cream or mint or, or, you know, or, or, alcohol, or, or alcohol. Alcohol, yes. yeah, alcohol seems like it gets though. a little more care and love. Yeah. Um, but both of those, parsley a lot. But I think parsley has a lot to do with the game. And I think you can make an argument there for it adding something to the overall flavor profile of a dish, clearly. Um, not just an edible gar uh, garnish, but I think if you utilize it correctly, it can probably temper down, you know, maybe something that may be a little, you know, on the saltier side or have heavier notes of something like that. So mm -hmm. I, I could definitely see that, especially fresh. I think parsley is nice and green onion as well on the, you know, raw and or scallions because there's a certain freshness, crispness, at least with uh, scallions, there's that crisp, fresh kind of like flavor and then onion flavor is so fucking unique it's crazy and then uh parsley if you eat it enough you you'll notice there is a flavor profile there like parsley salads parsley. like shit yeah like yeah yeah I think it was like, mm -hmm. like uh when i was telling you about the juice place i'll go to like they put parsley in it and it's like it it's one of those things that you don't realize you know it is not there after you had it but you don't realize what it is yeah it's, it's like you know, Parsley's like air. You know it's there. <laughs> Do you need to survive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, parsley is a great, a great uh ingredient. Um I I try to utilize it as much as I can. But <clears throat> yeah, I'm trying to get over my like as I'm going through the journey, I'm like, all right. Try to get into getting comfortable with mushrooms. Which I'm just like not yet, you know. Next Not time, man. <clears throat> mushrooms to me are very special. Like what we were talking about with the truffles. Like I'm like that is a specific type of mushroom. Well, the the, the oil, the truffle oil is fire, and that's why that's getting me into like maybe I should because of a truffle truffle, which is a particular mushroom. And and like you, for my I've seen people truffles are expensive from my understanding, but I've seen people put it on like top of like mac and cheese or something like that, where it's like a like a grated truffle on there, mm -hmm. which really makes the the stuff pop, you know. It's just fucking tasty, man. Like you said, like even the oil, like you put that shit on everything. Put that shit on my face. <laughs> like I'll put that shit on my beard, Giggity. my mustache. Like I'm like, whatever. Yeah, like, like, oh, hey, hey, what beard oil are you using? Truffle? I'll build that. But I mean, that's the thing that speaks to the whole mushroom idea. You know me. I'm 
mushrooms are fascinating on all levels, but yeah, the fact yeah. that in food they have just such an array of them. There's so many different ones. Um, <clears throat> they're very unique in just the way to utilize them. Like they're a main protein staple in a lot of you know vegetable and and, and vegan cookery. Um, the way they grow is so unique, and they're all different types. There's dried. There's uh like cremini's uh you know uh what's that called the expensive one oh, i forgot the expensive one um <clears throat> like truffles oh truffles are the most expensive i'm sorry like those are unique you know uh, it's only seasonal coming out of this you know place up there in, in europe and italy or spain or whatever they have these special dogs that seek them out or you know what are pigs or whatever it's like oh this is and then it, it yields those flavors right. year to year, something different. It's 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 a unique thing. It's like, yo, it grows near these certain trees, and that goes into the exploration of trees and the mushroom network. And we rely on mushrooms. I'm like, yo, man, like there's a lot of different theories. Mushrooms to me are amazing. I mean, but it is a comfortability thing, which I totally get because there's some funky ass textures. And if you get introduced to a mushroom wrong or you have a wrong experience, I could see it fuck up just like any it's, other. It's, experience. it's the fungus idea. It's like fungus, yeah, you know. And even though like uh, bread, and I don't know what type of yeast it is to have yeast in it. There's certain things like like infection. If I don't know. <laughs> yeah, like you know, like you know, go talk to your doctor or watch a late night commercial about something. You're you're late at night, not paying attention. All of a sudden, do you have uh, a couple of yeast in your private part? I don't know. You know, just making stuff exactly. up. Like, yeast infection call. Da, da, da. Like, yeah. Oh, no. I was like, is that the same thing? <laughs> I mean, shit, I that you, sucks I, if it is because whoever's doing marketing for food, why do you guys use this word? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you got to use yeast and beer to make it rise. Yeah, well, she gave me yeast and it doesn't rise anymore. Exactly. So I'm just eating yeast infection. That's all I think. <laughs> right? Yeast, yeast, skirt, skirt. Yeast. 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 Instead of saying yeast, we should be like, yeast. Yeast. <laughs> what? For real? It all no, wrong, that could dude. be offensive, though. To be honest, I could see it. You could, I could see you being canceled for that. Was it yeast? Yeah. Oh no, that is pertaining to women's menstrual cycles, and that's unfair because men can have menstrual cycles too. It's like okay, that's <laughs> canceled. <laughs> yeah, I've heard. I've heard people say that. Like men have. A, I, I I guess that's why we go raging once in a while. Right? Nah, man, they just try Hello. to make us into women, man. <laughs> Look, we, we over here talking about, about cooking, bro. No. You might as well just wear yeah, we, aprons and walk around with a thong on. How do we? How do we get? How do we get here again? Yeah, <laughs> it always comes back here. to this, bro. Yeah, man. Like, man, I had a mushroom, and this bitch didn't let me mushroom stamper. Oh man, I'll tell you, dude. Mushrooms, mushrooms could save the world, man. I was learning there's like mycelium that grows like acres long. It's a system and a network. You understand that and think I'm assuming that mushrooms have a lot of uh similarities to like boards and motherboards and stuff like that. Like the tree system and the forest system has oh, a yeah, they similar say the, they say the same thing with tree, trees, right? Right. Like they're saying that maybe you said that or somewhere else I was listening to, maybe it was you, but it was like it has its own network and it will it will notify when another tree needs more water. Or if one's dying and they kind of choose, like, let it die. If it lives, it lives. If he dies, he dies, right? Like, <laughs> right? It's so like, it's uh, like, what, 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 what movie was I mean, that when they had yeah, like that, tall ass trees? Oh, well, that's one of his Lord, Lord of the Rings. Oh, yeah, Lord of the Rings, where they are like, that couldn't be uh, any more real uh, than now, bro. I look yeah, at that shit, I'm like, if this lasts the test of time, 
4,000 years later, they, someone finds this. This is the, the real history of the world. <laughs> well, it has like, to be. You know, it's, funny. it's funny because, like, all right, so trees and water are the two most important things, I think, for life for us as humans, right? Mm. You need water because most of our bodies, bodies that. And for most situations, you can't have life without water. Okay. Now, you need, for us, we need trees because it provides oxygen too. And it has a network of stuff. So it's like, but it provides warmth. You burn that thing up, keep it warm, you know? There's so many different applications that I can't think of right now that, like, I, I wanted to say, uh, well, yeah, anyway. But trees are so important and so is water for us as humans to survive. This I have a question on that. This is interesting because I'm. Why did we okay castles right? Okay, castles are not built from wood. No, they're like stone or whatever, right? Stone, brick, whatever, right? Whatever unique magical thing, and that is before wood. Yeah. Why do we go to wood? <laughs> Maybe because the stone and that stuff took forever to make i don't know because like when you when you think about it like what is what is the stone it's probably and i only know this because i had to make cement from weird scratch it's a mixture of like ground it down rock and water and then you re-solidify it you know and at that time i don't know how they did it or whatever or maybe they chipped some stuff out of stone and then they moved it you know, to put things together. That part, I don't know, but still. Maybe it just was too heavy and too long to make. But that sounds easier than cutting a big-ass tree down because you got to figure out what, what are you using and then where are we logging it to, and then you got to cut it and then go to a place to process it and then get a shit. Like, that seems harder to do than to add some shit that is already around you. Like, all right, here, let's just dig here, add some of this shit, throw this in here, I mold that. I right, let it sit out for a couple of days. Make sure you heat it up. All right, cool. I wonder, I wonder if there's other properties that we're not thinking of too. Like, you ever been into a brick building and how cold it fucking is? See, but like, bricks to me, like, bricks to me are something else. I've learned that bricks are very unique. Uh, there's no real history to it because what I think the cement thing, cement, sorry, sorry, like the cement thing is definitely like, different. The rock thing or the brick thing, I think it's an element of that. But the unique part is the red hue. Um, I learned this from people that work on like construction sites, I guess. They say that when a building goes down or they're doing some kind of renovation or something, something's knocked down. The bricks specifically, there's a separate person that comes in and takes those. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, I was like, what? Like, yeah, they're their job specifically is to find red bricks and to polish those, take those, and then collect those. I don't know how true that is, but it is checked off by certain people in that industry. Yeah. And I'm like, huh? Cause I've heard of things where the brick is a unique, um, is a unique thing and you see it all around the world and it's in mm. interesting architecture, like star forts, for instance, like that Jefferson star fort in Florida, that is believed to be the biggest building that has the most amount of bricks and it's off the coast in Florida somehow. <laughs> and I'm like, uh, I have a question like who built that? How, where did it come from? No, let's just look up into the sky. Like <laughs> it's right there. Like what? So bricks I'm to understand is way different than the cement thing. I think both are unique. 
Um, but bricks especially are seem that's definitely some other ancient technique. The cement thing, I've heard of some stuff where they were talking about they just started figuring out the type of mixture they use to build like those ancient structures, apparently. They said they're starting to they finally figured out the recipe for to make those ones that can last the test of time. I was like, how do we lose it? Like, what happened? <laughs> That's what I'm curious about. So, like, I, what's going you, on? I, I, I tell you how they lost it, right? Egypt Egypt was so advanced that they burned all knowledge of it because they didn't want anybody else to know when it got conquered. <laughs> mm. Right? I mean, that's a f- interesting theory. They burned up all the knowledge so to make sure that nobody gets it and then to stay in power for one thing. Oh, oh, okay, like, okay, like... um. The one theory is this, right? Anytime you get conquered, what do you want to do? You want to devout or burn any knowledge of what happened prior. And you want to kill off all the people that know anything prior to that. Mm. Right? And so then you want to do that so they don't have the knowledge or the upbringing or they're no longer informed of what happened to them before, right? Mm. Like, think about, like, if you think about, like, slavery, like, how many... Like I'm, I'm an African American man, but I don't know anything about my history. Many years ago, right? You know, depending on what the story is, because we've talked about maybe black people are already indigenous here or whatever. Um, but just say that that we did get from Africa, what part of Africa, all this stuff. They separate the people, put their families in different areas, different cultures, and try to mingle a new culture here. Same thing many times with Egypt, because I remember, I remember literally. I mean, like. This was just a theory. I was on the same level as you on asking stuff. I was taking a, a humanities class type of thing in, in college. And one of the things that I just asked the guy was, was like, we always look forward towards Roman Empire, right? Greek, Greek and Italian Roman stuff, right? And so I was like, everybody talks about how advanced they were, but it's been said many times that Egypt was one of the most advanced mathematical places. Why do we ever talk about that? And he's like, well, because there's no information left over. Mm. And then I just said, do you think it's just left over because they burned it when they, you know, when people told you, I was like, yeah, you know, like I can see that because there's no Rosetta Stone or like the Rosetta Stone statement came back was saying that there is a stone. Do you know the history of it or the or why they use or said that? Of the, the Rosetta Stone. One? Rosetta no. Stone. Mm-hmm. No. The Rosetta Stone. The, the stone. The statement was that there was a stone that was left over that had some information to for people to break down what other things translated to so like just say like oh okay yeah, this it makes sense to else. yeah so yeah it's like a key basically to so, language <laughs> so um so yeah like they, they said there was no information on that left left behind you know let me say rosanna stone is this yeah, so let's see. Wikipedia. The Rosetta Stone is a steel composite of granite inscribed with three versions of the Cree issued in Memphis, Egypt in 1996 BC during whatever. Memphis, Tennessee. Memphis, Egypt, right? Uh, yeah, I mean, name. First of all, I wanted to say something too, but. I was so I was in Seattle, right? I'm just gonna get back to this. I was in Seattle, and then you know, I, when I was leaving the lake, like, oh, Washington, nice, blah blah blah. blah. And I would joke around, like, yeah, I own this place. And then on my way back, I thought, I don't think there's other, any other fucking state where the person has the last name of the state. 
if you're watching DC, you know, like I don't I, like I don't know of any states that people have the same last name as the state. Oh, you know, one Montana, Joe Montana. So I'll give oh, that one. Oh, Montana, so, Montana, right? I mean, there's a lot of. I think there's a lot of credence to words. Like when you think about it, like like when you're piecing that together, I think that we lost how to do that as people. <laughs> Because they mm-hmm. gave us so many multiple meanings of words, and it they kind of flipped around the language a little bit, and it seems like it's constantly changing at this point. But simple things like that, I think there's some level of significance to that. You know what I'm saying? It's not just flown out there like a random thing. It's like, nah, that is there's something there. I'm not saying maybe there was a tribe of Washington people, you know, and maybe they just mm-hmm. mispronounce your name like the Washhouse or something like that. And then yeah. they just did Washington instead. Like, okay, let's just form these people. You know what I'm saying? Like, how do we know for sure? Like, based on what you were talking about with the Egypt thing, I was like, I, was, I, I kind of roll with you there. Yeah, because you know, I can tell you anything. A lot of names in in United States is a derived thing from somewhere else, like York, like New York, New Yorkshire. I think it was like Yorkshire or something like that. And Yorkshire, it was New York, right? The way of New York, but New York, and it was like, because I was like, what, where was York? You know. Massachusetts, certain names, Florida to to obviously everything in set in in from Texas to the West is almost like uh, for the most part Spanish breakdown uh, breakdown other than Oregon, but you know it's like just like there's certain you 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 know what I'm saying like because of the um, not the Spanish Inquisition but the Mexican American War where you know we took over Texas and California and Arizona Nevada. All the deserty areas, mm-hmm. um, but you know all the like. There's a lot of states or cities: San Jose, San Francisco, El Paso. Yeah, so the Spanish rule. Yeah, yeah, yeah a lot Spanish, of Spanish. Right? A lot of Spanish rule. That is true. Yes. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot. Yeah, it's it seems like history is not that long ago. That's all I always think. I'm like, yo, man, I roll with you because I'm like, yeah, they don't really. It does make sense. If you roll stuff, yeah, burn everything, uh, and then retell the story, you know? Because yeah. you're in charge, and these people don't know because you already kind of took off their their top percentage of people, and you just left the kids around. That's why I was like, always question about, like, orphans. Like, yo, how come orphans aren't a big deal no more? But any generation from that past is like, oh, you know, the orphan train, and, oh, we went to an orphanage, and... You know, like all those early Disney movies were based off of like orphans. It's like, how come that's not even a thing anymore? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, no one really cares, right? No one really maybe, cares. or it just wasn't a thing, or it's just a thing for one thing, one time. It's like, where did these children come from? You know, and you can make the case like, oh, just abandoned kids. Were there that many to the point where it it fled into like movies and pop culture? <laughs> yeah, you know, right. That's like, crazy. Like, yo, what is that? And I don't hear well, about them. Well, because most of the time, if they're orphan, right, they would turn into a superhero. <laughs> there you go. See, so that means yeah. that they're not human, or they're coming from somewhere else, which makes sense because if you look at how America is, what they tell us is like, yeah, it's a combination of hell of different people coming at different times, obviously, right? Yeah. So I'm to believe there's Native Americans here, whatever color that is, or whatever all the color spectrums I'm to think, and then Europeans came, right? European meaning English. Yeah. Like England, like, hey, uh, 
I'm no, no, that's Australian. What is the accent for British? The pe- guys that wear glasses, right? Those guys, and talk well, like, I mean, you know, this. I feel like Australian and English are derived because you know, well, Australians were where I were people exiled, kind of out of it. It's weird. It's weird now that I think about it. It's like it's, it's weird how we have a different English accent than then Australians have more closer tours, even though it's not closer towards British English. You know? I'm Why is that? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, this makes no sense. <laughs> but yeah, so you tell me, like, well, okay, those people be, come, be... and then Italian people come, and then Irish people come, and then on the West Side, Chinese people are coming somehow, and then Mexican people are coming up. And now and we then... sound like this? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, oh, like bitch. this, like what? Hey, hey, <laughs> like, yeah. Or even before like, that, you know, the 1920s, like Dick Tracy, like those, hey, copper. <laughs> hey, what are you gonna do? Gotta, hey. hey. <laughs> Stick them up. Put them up. Huh? Like, is that, yeah. was that just like a, a trendy way that people talked? Or did everybody talk like that? Like, hey, hear ye, hear ye. Read the news. Hey, hey, mister, I got a new newspaper for you. I just need That's what I'm saying. So are people that. talking like that? Or is that just TV trying <laughs> to get viewership? Like, I don't but know, the way we think section, about it, we just think that's what motherfuckers are doing. Every, every section has its own dialogue. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but like, that's, how really they not, that's how they keep us confused. They keep just changing this shit. Well, I mean, I don't know. But I, I'll just say, like, you know, New York people will just have a certain dialogue and slang to them. Then Texas True. people do, but then Alabama people do, and then Louisiana people just be like, "But but buy you." That's true. That's true. We're so more like like a to, bunch to of even different countries. From, um, <laughs> people in, in in Minnesota, like like yeah. Minnesota, kind of blends with Canada on certain parts too. Yeah. Yeah, so it's like that, uh, yeah, the neighboring Minnesota, and then yeah. pop. Yeah, <laughs> which I fucking hate. Like, uh, like, would you like to get some soda, soda pop? I used to hate that. I don't know why. Some pop because it's old. Yeah. Like a soda pop, motherfucker. Like, what are you? Soda pop. Get some pop. What? Yeah, that <laughs> that makes no sense because people still use that. Well, well, like I said, being in California, Northern California, when you say hella, people are like, "What hella?" I I didn't know. That not everybody said that until I got to boot camp. I was like, hella. And they 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 just make fun of me. And I was just like, you know, you know that like say it was a movie and you're just looking around and like <laughs> and that this single tear, like, what? Yeah. Hella yeah. got a what? <laughs> oh god, you know, just playing. Hella. You hella stupid though. <laughs> you hella dumb, bro. You hella stupid. That is interesting that it's a unique trait that we have up here. Yeah. Uh, Different tribesmen, different different tribe. That's all we are. I mean, you like well, you know, in the Philippines, where they have like a thousand different dialects. But see, that's what I'm to think in America too. When I was looking at those Native American like uh, you know maps, I'm like, dude, there's like hella, there's like thousands of tribes. Because <laughs> like you know, when you see a casino open, the tribes that are with it, it's like forty of them. You know, that's just yeah. forty in our region. Like what, is, dude? Clearly, there's hella different people here, but we don't, we're not really aware of them. Um, unfortunately, but I'm to believe, I think that there's probably more native American people here than we believe. I think we just been convinced that we're not, I, I think a lot of people that live here and been living here for more than, you know, the past a hundred, 200 years are probably native American more so than you came from this country, hella far away. Like, no, nah, yeah. man, 
I mean, maybe, but I can't say for sure, you know? Yeah. There's a lot of people here. If we're looking at all these buildings, you went to Washington, you probably saw some historic buildings, right? Not necessarily the Space Needle, but you saw some just historic buildings, you know, on the way. No, there. I don't think I did. We we were literally downtown and we did like downtown stuff, went out into the, went out into like the bayish or whatever the ocean is out where they um get all the shipping ships or shipping ships, sorry. Shipping ships. All right. <laughs> yeah. You know, like. Haters gonna hate. Well, the shipping shipping's gonna ship. <laughs> so, oh man! Well, they, so no, you know, no historic buildings. Okay, I don't, I don't honestly, because the ones we went, where we went to was the um, the glass museum, and then okay. the uh, rock museum, and then Space Needle. Okay, okay. Um, that's all I can think of right now. Cause it was like it, it was very long pause and, very <laughs> long and just went by fast at the same time. So it's weird to say, you know, we had right. a very long day, but they went by fast. Even that, okay, even that, uh, that black and white picture with the van, like oh, that yeah. road. So, yeah, yeah, okay, okay. What kind yeah, of road, road is that? <laughs> that's brick, and and then you go to the you go where I, where that picture came from. You turn to the right, all you see is fucking gum on the wall. You know. I mean, old town brick stop. Yeah, that's what I said. What is that gum? What is that? What kind of material is that shit sticking to that's so special? I wonder what the first fucking person who did that drunk one night giggling. I'm going to put gum on this wall. And how did the fuck did it blow up so much that people just want to spit and throw gum at it? And it's just like a place to see. Imagine this, right? And I'm over exaggerating. Like people have made something that disgusting to be something to look at, right? Just like a hey, dripping gum from the wall, right? Imagine this. People are like, "Hey, we're going to Sacramento. Why? There's a shit spot right there. You can just shit right there." And everybody, oh, look at the dry shit right there. Years and years of just shit in the That's alley. True. That is true. We are. Sure you know what I'm saying? Like, like, what the hell is this? You know. I think Why this is like this, this? got to be hiding something or something. This is hiding in plain sight. This either there's something energetic about this area, and then people just somebody was like, "Look, let's just put thousands of gum, like the, just the put gum on here." Yeah, yeah, and then the just have people just put gum it. on here because we can't destroy this. This is an important place. That's what I'm to believe. That's with the that's with the tree theory, like those tall obelisk. You know, like uh. The what are those obelisks like the one in uh DC? I think there's one in DC, there's one in Chicago, probably. Like they're just super tall obelisks that you know are just whatever in the middle of the town center. I'm to believe that that's the possibility that harnesses some strange energy and that used to be a big ass tree existing there at some point, you know, like the tree of life idea. Like, you know, uh, what's the the blue people, you know, when they're doing all this avatar. Yeah, you know, like that theory, like oh, that sorry, stuff like a, that. I'm a, thinking that's close, bro. That Lord of the Rings, Michael that's Jackson. History. Yeah, my mama say mama say Makusa. You know, I thought that was sweet to it. <laughs> mama say mama say Makusa. Mama say mama say. What if that? I, I don't. Hey, know, that like, could be like, some like, hella real, right? They were just saying, yeah, they were just saying some talking shit, bitch. Your st- your breast thing. Mama say mama say Makusa. Mama say mama say Makusa. Like you know, good or that could be the universal like language to bring everybody together or something who knows man language is strange bro language is strange yeah. i know i know that for sure nice man um yeah man 
uh, I guess Finn, the end. I got a long. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. No, I guess spring. I guess uh, so. You know, spring coaching is back. Oh, you, you know, coach so it like, again? Okay, so let's cut the spring. Spring. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, you good? Yeah, it's gonna be a long day tomorrow. 